What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show Fantasy Supercross Show. This is the most uninformed fantasy supercross podcast on the interwebs. We are pretty much fucking terrible at playing this game. So if you want some terrible advice or want to know who not to pick, keep listening. First up, before we get started here, I just want to thank our sponsors. So our presenting sponsors, we're starting with Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. You can pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. That's CoachRob with two Bs, store.com. Also want to thank Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry, specialize in all your trailer needs, sales, service, parts, or rentals. They do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. And want to thank our longtime presenting sponsor, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop, specializing in powder coating, custom powder coating jobs, as well as Sarah Coating. Uh, so make sure to check them out on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings or at TLRCoatings.com. Um, our show sponsors that are on board with us. First up, we got a new show sponsor this week, uh, Holster Co. Holster Co provides uh, Kydex holsters for all of your bang bang. Uh, uh, trigger happy things. So if you uh, are a pure red-blooded American like most of us are in the moto community and you like things that go bang, bang, uh, they make, uh, like I said, Kydex holsters for you. Um, you can check them out, miholsterco.com. I will put a link in the description down below if you want to go check that stuff out. If you are local in the Michigan area, they also do sell things that go bang, bang, uh, so you can stop by their showroom and check it out again, link, uh, in the description below. So make sure to check them out and they're going to provide us, uh, I believe we're going to get at least a holster, if not a couple, uh, to give away here, um, for end of season for fantasy. So if you have something that goes bang, bang, and you want a chance to win one of their holsters, uh, yeah, make sure to play uh, play the Fantasy League. Also on board with us for sponsors here, we've got the usual suspects like we have for every show. First up, Alias Sport, providing us with our weekly prizes of their uh, CBD chill oil and CBD uh, pain balm. So thank th thanks to them uh, for the weekly prize packs for our weekly winners. Jeez, my page flipped here. Also want to thank the Dirt Bike Depot. They're providing us with an end-of-season prize, uh, the dirt-bikedepot.com, and you can save 10% off with code TMAS10. Again, that's code TMAS10 for 10% off. Uh, JT Cycle, we want to thank them. They help us out with prizes all the time. Um Adept Creative Co. If you need some new graphics, check them out. Uh, AdeptMX.com. You get 30% off with code AFTERMATH21. Gutterworks Gutters, which I, I I love these people. Owned by locals, Kayla and Josh Libretto. Um, great people, and I don't feel like I give this company enough credit here, and I feel terrible about that. So I'm going to give them a little extra shout-out here. So they do custom seamless gutters for your house. So if you're in the southwest Michigan area, make sure to look them up. I think they do other exterior stuff too, but don't quote me on that because I can't remember. I feel like I read that somewhere, but they didn't. Kayla didn't send me a read. So Kayla, if you're listening to this, I need a read with all the stuff you do so I can really give you guys a good shout-out. Uh, but anyway, check them out, gutterworksgutters.com. Again, links in, in the description for all these people. Uh, also, shout-out to Isaac Nelson Design for designing our thumbnails, isaacnelsondesigns.com, and Clutch Media uh, for helping us out with our video content with our From the Stands 
uh, video series here that is coming out. Uh, we should have that video out every Friday, so it probably premiered uh, this morning, and now this is premiering t this evening. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, comment down below. Now, if you want to play Fantasy Supercross with us, we play through PulpMXFantasy.com. The league is Moto Aftermath Show. If you want your chance to win some prizes, once you join the league, go to Instagram, give us a follow on there. We're at the Moto Aftermath Show. And then uh, DM us your team name uh, or your username, whatever you want to call it, uh, that you use on PulpMXFantasy.com. And uh, then that way we will have your information. And if you do win a prize, whether it's a weekly, end of season, whatever, again, remember to DM us because I can't always go back through all the DMs and find the usernames, especially if they don't match up. So once you win, DM us and we will get you your prize out. Uh, one more reminder here, the prizes for the year end. So if you do win... Um, our our league uh first prize is a signed kevin moran's jersey with a number one plate with a gold number one on it, it says supercross fantasy champion it says moto aftermath show on it you can hang it on the wall uh me and justin and cole are eligible to win that we are not winning the jersey but we do get to keep the plate if we win because let's face it everybody wants a number one plate to say that you're the champion and i will sleep with that thing literally anyway uh second place uh prize for our league is a signed scott meshy jersey and third place is a hundred dollar dirt bike depot gift card so thanks to all them for helping us out and i think that's all i have with the sponsors so on the line with me this week not supercross only this is the usual co-host he's here with me most of the time we'll call it 95 percent. he had a stint where he did a sabbatical and was only here once every four weeks uh, but now he's back pretty regularly. The one, the only, Justin Hartzell. Hi, Justin. What's going on, pal? Well, you know, it's been a long week. Uh, I had a so-so week in uh, in Supercross, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was okay. Um, let's put it this way: I hit my marks. Is how we're gonna put it. <laughs> well, that's all the that matters, then, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. So, wasn't wasn't the greatest week. Wasn't the worst week for us. So. Uh, wrapping up Oakland here. So first off, looking at users and congratulations to... Oh man, this guy just joined the league too. He just DM'd me the other day, so I better DM him back. Congratulations to Cooper with the three instead of the E there. Uh, he is our big winner here for our week two Oakland round with 288 points. Let's see what his team was here. Come on, internet. Looks like he had Carson Brown, Cole Thompson, Chris Blows, Michael Moseman in 250s, and then he had Tomac, Ando, Martin, and Dylan. So good team there, Cooper. Congratulations. Um, since you just DM me, I do know who you are, so I will probably DM you and get you your prize pack out this week because I have other things I need to send out too. Uh, before he joined, the winner was friend of the show here and my personal uh, uh, engineer, uh, Matt Mitchell. Cone Raider 94 with a score of 286. So that was good. Um, let's see here. Where is Cole at? Let's find Cole. So Cole had a decent week. He scored 249. Cole's team was Cole Thompson at 32 points, Joe Schmoda at 21 points, Chris Blos at 32 points, and Nate Thrasher with 38 points. And then the 450 class, he had Dino at 32, Shane McElrath at 32, Dylan at 36, and Stu at 26. So not a bad week for Cole there. 
He was the big winner out of the uh, out of the three of us. And then let's see here. Oh man, I gotta go to page two. That was that. That's a bad week for me here. Uh, let's see. Uh, where am I? Oh, there I am. Ah, oh, look at that. I'm ahead of you too, Justin. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So my team, I scored 225 points this week. Uh, in the 250 class, I had Carson Mumford got me 26, which I'm pumped about that 26 because he went from on the ground riding back into double points at the very end of the race. So that was fucking awesome because I, for a long time, was looking at like single digits, which fucking sucked. Uh, I then had Carnow and Carne Asada got me 30 points. So suck it, Justin, because you all told me that was a terrible pick. You all can suck my dick because he got me 30 points. Uh then I had uh, Chris Bloss at 32 points, and my all-star was Hunter Lawrence. Got me 26, which was awesome. Uh, 450 class, I had Dylan at 36. I had Malcolm at 26. I had Ando with 52. And the big kind of, I'm not even going to say let down because I know what's going on with the guy. Uh, Justin Bogle was looking really, really good for me. I just miscalled it. I thought he would ride with some motivation, and instead of, we're not really sure what happened. I've been listening to a lot of stuff. No one's really... Some people think he crashed, but I'm not really sure. Uh, he got me 11. And then what ended up really happening here, because I could have been really close to Cole, is I went first lap leaders, uh, tried to play the game a little excessively. I shouldn't have done this. This was a big fuck up on my part. I had Vince Freeze and Kem Roxon. So I got negative 14 points. I could have had 239 and only been you know 10 points behind Cole, but instead I'm almost 20 so whatever uh but overall i think i'm still leading let's see here series overall boom boom dude how about wyman's doing pretty fucking well right now yeah man cole always talks shit about wyman but i'll give matt credit man he knows how to play the pulp shit at least in supercross his outdoor shit has never been really good but he's always been pretty good at supercross damn it cole is four points ahead of me now that's horse shit yeah, but that's not hard to make up. No. Okay, so Justin, how'd your weekend go? Uh, it went. It didn't go great. I mean, it went better than Anaheim one. Um, I got two thirteen. I as well had Mumford at twenty six, which actually was probably going to be a lot better had he not ragged out because I'm pretty sure was he in the top he, ten when he hit the deck. That's what I was just about to say. I think he was either ninth or tenth before he hit the ground. Yeah. Um, I had Moseman as my all star twenty six. We all know that went. I as well had Cole Thompson at thirty two. The one that screwed me was Dominic Theory, but he was actually before. I think he crashed. Nobody really knows. I haven't heard anything, but I'm going to assume just with how badly he was dropping off. Uh, he was actually in 14th, so he was also in double points, but whatever happened to him, he only gave me eight. So. Wait, who'd you, who'd you say? Dominic Theory. Oh, yeah, he crashed. I watched the Amart yeah, vlog yeah. yesterday. Yeah, he hit the deck pretty hard, yeah. I guess. So, But he was he was in double points before he crashed. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he was in either 14 or 15, so yeah. had that not happened, I would have been a little bit better, but the eight... And then in 450s, I had Eli at 26. I had McElrath at 32. I also as well had Anderson at 52. And then the one that threw me in the 450 class was AC. I should have went with my gut and picked AP because we all know how well that turned out. But after practice, I was a little, eh. And I was thinking AC did a day one. Maybe he's got a little bit more in the tank at the end of the race. And he just... I uh, just couldn't fight through it. So the 11th, so 213, not great, but better than the first round. And my basically my goal is to just try to be better than I did the, every round before the last. So 
not bad, I guess, but I mean, it's obviously not great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was the same way. And there, the problem was, was that when I have a so-so week like that, where I'm on the low end of what I want my average to be, then everyone else seemed to have a great week. And, yep. you know, then, then it really cuts in just a little bit more. But the thing is, is like, oh, I, if I stack together a few more of these okay weeks, well, everyone else yep. is having terrible weeks. Well, then by the time we get to the end, as we've talked about before, it all averages out. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, basically my goal at this point is, is to be, I mean, it's a far stretch with as far back as I am now, but I did look at a lot of the people that are close to me in my range and I'm, you know, from where we're at in our league to like 20 spots ahead of me, it's only like 20, 25 points. Basically my goal is to be somewhere close to the top 10 by the end of the season, but I don't know. My thing is, is, and they've said this before on pulp and like, I've heard it from other people, like the people who win average somewhere in about the 230 range per week. So I'm like, all right, if I yeah. can average in that range, I'll be in the mix come the end of the season. So, and since I'm well, in every fucking league you could possibly be in, I'm hoping by the end of the year to have some decent finishes here. And my thing though is, is that I know that I'm never going to like, other than an outdoors and Supercross, I'm never, like, even if I kill it, I'm never going to be at the top because of the fact that I don't do the whole first to the finish line. I'm, I don't do that just like in outdoors. I don't do the same thing. And if you look at a lot of these people, especially the ones that are, like, the number one out of everyone in Pulp Fantasy, they usually do first to the finish line to get those extra 14 points. And I just don't do that. So, like, I'm already putting myself at a disadvantage because I don't do that every week. So, you know, I just kind of realized that I'm never probably going to win a league, at least in Supercross. Outdoors, you can get away with it because obviously the scores are a lot higher. But in Supercross, I just realized a while ago that because I don't do that, I'm probably never going to, you know, be at the top. Yeah, but we got a few coming up where we could do it, bro. We got some Triple Crown races. Those are always yeah. good for FFLs, man. Those, Yeah, those are definitely a lot easier. I mean, you can pretty much pitch just Vince Freeze every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, man. Well, let's keep this short, sweet, and to the point here. So, moving on to San Diego here. We'll start with 250s. So, my 250 team that I just picked off the top of my head because I've been busy today. I did listen to the Pulpamex fantasy show where they talked about stuff, uh, but I didn't have time to pick a team right after that. And so, I picked it like as we got on the phone, like I told you. So, oh, man. Thank you. It's been that kind of week. All right. So, my 250 team. Uh, my all-star, I got Vince Freeze at a five. I think he's a five to eight guy, so I think that's good. It'll get me in the 20s there pretty pretty darn easy. Um, then I got the man coming back after the first round incident, Jalik Swole at a two, but I'll keep an eye on him and see how he looks. If he looks terrible, he'll probably come off my team. That's ballsy. That's ballsy. Yeah, but dude. Coming he, off a concussion? Yeah, but I mean, at two, he's got to be, say, I mean, he's got to be 12th or better, basically, to get double points, and I don't see him being outside the top 10. I mean... I don't see his speed, man, but like I said, he hit the ground hard. That can... Like, yeah, like you said, it's something you'll have to look throughout the day, but, like, speed-wise, yes, but concussion, man... Hey, look, man, I'm in, uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the boat of eight is great, and if he even get... If he even sniffs the top 10 there, which I think is pretty easy for him at this yeah. point with who's in there. I mean, dude, Chris Blows finished ninth. Are you telling me Swole, even somewhat foggy, can't beat Chris Blows? I mean, I would like to think so. I mean, but still, once again, we both know how concussions go, and that shit can affect you at the least expected time. And for all we know, Jaleek could get literally 13 minutes in and all of a sudden his fucking just vision go. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't normally bet against that because that is pretty easy for Jaleek. But once again, coming off concussion, that just... 
it kind of makes me nervous. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, know. he might even ride practice and just like, I can't do it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep an eye on it. Um, okay. And then I got, um, beyond that, I got Ryan Surratt at six handicap. I feel like he's, you know, I mean, that's basically a 15th or better is what we need. I think he's in there at this point because uh, he's been he's been pretty steady here, hasn't he? Because he was in the main the first round, too. Yeah, um, he got, uh, I think he got 15th the first, I think he got 15th, uh, yeah, he got 16th at Oakland, and he was inside the top 15 at A1, and then something happened towards the end of the main. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a 15th or, you know, I'd say 12 to 15 guy, at least in the 250 class. Yeah, and then my last one, this is my little kind of like, I guess, swinger here, uh, Dylan Woodcock at a 13. I mean, yep. that's basically a make the main, get double points, so anywhere he can finish outside of that. I mean, he was he was 19th last week. And I feel like he's going to get better as he goes here, obviously, because we continue to race. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's basically my 250 team here. Who you got, man? So right now, I think it's crazy that we're already at this point, and we even mentioned this when we did the A1 preview uh, for Fantasy, that like even though we're only three rounds in, a lot of these guys are super inconsistent. So the handicaps are fluctuating, going up and down. Like one guy has a good week, one week, and then the next week he's terrible, and then it goes back. So it's like very up and down. So it's going to get like – it's almost kind of slim picking in my opinion already, which is crazy to me. You're not wrong. But my all-star, I'm going to go with Joe. He's at a five. I mean, he got seventh, but we know, his, we know he had his issues last week. If he doesn't hit the ground, you know, he's going to be obviously in the top five. So I think Joe at a five is good, and I think he also – I – Look for Joe to back it down a little bit and go back to normal Joe Schmota riding this week. Two weekends in a row, he's had issues. Yeah. Uh, my other one, I'm on the Dylan Woodcock train at a 13. Like I said, you get in the main at that point, he just has to finish. Like, even if he gets 22nd, he's going to get double points. Um, so, and then my third guy is a guy that I picked a few times last year when he was on, I think it was the, I don't remember the coast. I can't remember which, whatever one was depleted. The one that Kevin was on, fucking West, I don't know. Uh, and that's Hunter Slosher. He got in. He got 18th last week. He's got a 10 handicap. If he can just mirror that again, we're good. And then the only other one, and I can't believe I'm going to pick him, but I only have one more on my board that I would even remotely think about picking. Dude, I got to go Carson Brown, man. It scares the living shit out of me every time that kid Bull. touches a track. But last week, yeah, I know. But last week, he um, got through a main. Did not look as, as sketchy the entire day. Uh, he's at a seven handicap. He got 13th last week. The only other person I'm looking at honestly trading out for him, but I think this is even more sketchy to go with just because like he literally has not made every main that he's tried for, and that's Devin Harriman. He's at a 10 handicap, but he got 15th last week. Mm-hmm. I think that was also due to the part that a lot of guys had some issues from that 15 to 22 range at the end of the main. I mean, he's a, he's a main event guy, but once again, not a guy that makes it all the time. But that's the problem, though, dude. I'm looking at all these other guys, and there's guys that have high handicaps that have made mains, but then you look at it, and they didn't make the main in Oakland. So I I just don't really know what to do. I mean, there's no other person. Re- I mean, you could look at Chris Blos, but he's got a one handicap. Blos gets a bad start. He's outside the top ten, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, you can't go with Nate Thrasher because he's an all-star this weekend, and I want to pick Joe. Uh, you know, like you said, Jalik, but I'm concerned with his, you know, with his uh, his concussion. Well, you could you know, go. You could go with Carson but, Mumford. He's red on my screen. But no, he's a I can't. I pick, well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. We both like, already picked him. Yeah. If you were looking, if you were looking for someone and you didn't pick him last week, Mumford, I think would be a good pick at a four because I feel like he is a uh, he's a guy that can get real close in that top ten. I would I would call him like an eight to twelve dude is what I would call him. At I mean, this point. 
Dylan Schwartz has got a three handicap and he got 11th last week because they finally put it together for a whole entire main. Once again, though, you can't guarantee that he's going to do that. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, surrounded a six is good, but for me, I'm in a situation where I need to make up some more points. And if he gets sixth or if he gets 16th again at a six, like that's not really going to do much for me. So, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to go with Joe Woodcock, uh, Carson Brown, and um, Hunter Slosser. Yeah. So that's probably that's going to be my two fifty team as of right now. Yeah. Also, I would stay away from Hamaker. I heard he crashed this week, um, so I wouldn't wouldn't go there. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much with you on almost everything you said. Schlosser's on my radar to look at in qualifying. I really wish Schwartz was a little more consistent because he would be okay. Probably a three handicap if he's a top ten dude. Outside of that, dude, I mean, I mean, like you said, there's one other guy. There's one other guy tricky. that I looked at, but he's. What? It's tricky, man. It's tricky in this 250 class because, like, half these dudes, it's like, dude, are they even going to make the main? And then once they make the main, then it's like, okay, are they going to get 10th or are they going to get 19th? And if they get 19th, the handicap's not making that up. So, okay, go ahead. There's one other guy, and he's not an all-star anymore, but he's at a zero handicap, and that's Wageman. He got 10th last week. He is somebody that if he's 10th again in practice, and let's be real, everybody's like, oh, he didn't make the main out of the heat race. Well, he had issues in that first turn, or not the first turn, but the first lap. If he wouldn't have that issue, he'd be in the, you know, in the main, no problem through the heat race. So, wage minute at zero. I mean, dude, if he rides like he did at a one, those are really, really good points. I probably, if he's top ten after qualifying, I would probably take Carson Brown off and put him on, because I know Robbie Wageman. Like I said, if 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 he stays on two wheels, he's top ten in this coast all every week just so. make, just makes me nervous with a zero handicap and him so close to that bubble of being 10th place or outside but see that's the thing though i don't really know and this is the last thing i'll say on this so we can go to the 450 i don't really know if he's on that bubble though dude because he made that 10th coming through the pack yeah and then he got and he was running sixth at a1 and then dropped back to eight so i don't really know if he is a bubble top ten, top 10 guy i think he's a legit top 10 dude it's just he had some issues last week like i said so I don't know. I, if he's top 10 after qualifying, I'm probably taking Carson Brown off and putting him on. All right. Well, that's fair enough. So, all right. Moving on to 450s here. Uh, so, my 450 team, I'll start with the Brit, Max Anstey, at a six. Uh, I like that. Yep. I feel like he's a top top 15 guy, like, all day long. So, yep. so I'm in on that because we're probably, probably guaranteed. Uh, I got Chiz at an 11. Chiz is coming off. I can't remember if they said it was shoulder or like an elbow injury. Uh, he had, that's why a one was a little rough. And I guess he had the, uh, the disease that you can't speak of right now. Um, yeah. then two, or he was coming right off of it. So I think he's going to only continue to get better as we go. So with the 11, I like that because you know, he's a shit for lack of a better term, we'll call it 12th to 16th place guy. I think yep. with as stacked as the field is. Uh, so, you know, that's right in there. Um, next thing I got, uh, is, uh, AC at a one. Um, I, I heard that he rode this week and like actually rode like quite a bit and was feeling okay. So, but is that going to make it worse going into the weekend? That's the thing. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but (laughs) you got to figure if he, so with the way the consistency has been in this 450 class where everybody's flip flopping, if he puts it, say, somewhere in a 5th to 10th place, there's a high probability he's going to be an all-star next week at the rate at the way things yeah. are going. And one, yep. and then that's – so, like, this is, like, probably one of the last weeks. And, and as they said on uh, – I think it was Roto 
said it on Paul Downey there that like everybody's trying to time it that last week before he feels better to maximize points with him. Because once he goes yep. into double points, he won't come out of double points probably, in, or he won't come out of the All Star range unless he's hurt. So I'm taking yep. the I'm taking the gamble this week unless he just looks terrible or hits the deck in practice. Um, I'm going to take the gamble that he gets top because I mean, okay, let's face it, he's finished 11th and 12th. His starts are on point, so yep. as, so he'll get the start. And then this week we have a long set of whoops, but we only have one set of whoops. So I think that'll help too. Um, so I'm going to take the gamble, like I said, unless he looks terrible in practice or he hits the deck, I'm just going to take the gamble and hope that this is the week that he puts it in the top 10. He's he's close anyway, so yep. if he's feeling better, I think I think we'll be there. Um, and then uh, for my all-star, uh, I got ET3, Eli Tomac there at a three handicap. Um, I just feel like he is going to either you know win or be close this week. Uh, yeah. So with a three handicap, I mean... He's at worst fifth, sixth place, in my opinion. So I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Yeah, no. No, I, I think that's a pretty solid team. Uh, my team, uh, my all-star, I'm going to go with Coop at a three. Um, I think that he's probably going to look back at Oakland, and he's probably not happy after the way that week went. And we know what happens when a determined and pissed off coop comes into a race. We know what happens. He usually wins. Yep. Uh, not saying that he's going to, but like I said, I don't see him getting another seventh. It just that's just not who Cooper Webb is. Um, so I'm going to go with Coop at a three. I also agree with uh, you picking my boy Max Anstey. Um, last weekend we did know that he had not only issues in the heat race but in the main. I think he's a uh, you know, a 10 to 15 guy when everything's going right. So at a six handicap, even if he gets 15th inside the top 10, I'm cool with that. Like I just am with the way this 450 class is. Uh, my other one, I'm going to pick Dylan because he's not an all-star yet at a zero handicap. I mean, if he just, even if he gets a terrible start again, we're not going to go into that. But even if he gets a terrible start again and gets a sixth, like I said, zero handicap, I'm good with that at not an all-star. And the only other one, I'm having a hard time picking between these two guys. I seen that Brayton is uh, or is in for this weekend. He uh, is cleared the protocols um, for the disease that is not going to be named. Um, he is not an all star. He is at a four handicap. The only thing that's nervous is 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 that thing that he was dealing with last week. Does he have lingering effects? Did he get to ride all this week? So it's kind of one of those things I'll look at after practice. But at a four handicap and not a hall star with Brayton. I mean, let's be real. Brayton, like, if he doesn't hit the ground, which he usually never does, like he's twelfth most of the time. Yeah. So I, once I again, heard I heard that he was practically asymptomatic. So I would okay, so I wouldn't like, worry too yeah. much about that. My thing is is just like we haven't had much attrition yet. So yeah. Is he but gonna, even at A one though he was twelfth, yeah, twelfth. So yeah. I mean it's it's one of those right there on the bubble where it's like you're probably going to get double points, but how far into double points are you going to get? So yeah, well um, for me the only other guy I'm looking at right now is basically at this point uh, I feel I mean we're only two rounds in, but I feel he's probably next to Chiz going to be the most consistent privateer. But once again though with Brayton coming back. I didn't see he wasn't even named in the injury injury report, but I'm gonna assume he's not gonna be there because his kids are still dealing with his kids being sick. Is Oldenburg, but you bring Brayton back. That's another guy. I'm talking about Justin Starling at an 11 handicap. He got 19th last week. But once again, Oldenburg wasn't there. Brayton wasn't there. Brayton comes back. Oldenburg's I, he's not in for this weekend. I just think that he's got more important shit to deal with. So then you kick Starling back to 20th. I just. I, 
like there's no other guys that I'm really looking at right now. I mean, the only other person I'm looking at, and that's not, and that's because he's not even an all-star at a zero handicap, but he's riding with a torn ACL, and that's Joey. And oh, I uh, yeah, they said they said stay away. We're in the first couple weeks of that. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's I not, mean, that's even not, impressive though that he got an 11th yeah, with a torn ACL at Oakland. Yeah, like uh, that's not great. Oldenburg is on my list to keep an eye on. I mean that, but it, I don't think he's in for this weekend though. That's the thing. Oh, is he still out? Because they said they said on the pulp thing that he was in. So, well, I did. I looked at the injury report, and his name wasn't even on it as of like he's in or out. Like they just didn't even mention him. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll see if he shows. So, if he shows up, he's on my list to keep an eye on because. He, oh yeah. Oh he's, yeah. Well, he's the definitely way he wrote smoother on the four fifty than the two fifty. So. Yeah. So pretty much, I don't know, man. I think it's probably going to come down to Starling or Chisholm. Um, I think that's going to be my fourth guy. I'd like to give Bogle a chance, but I think right now he just there's just a lot of shit going on there. So, yeah, yeah my team is going to be Coop, Dylan, Brayton, and or Coop, uh, Dylan, Brayton, and um, Max. You know, so yeah. What about um, what about Sexton and a negative two? Uh, dude, the, with the way he wrote in Oakland, like this is just it's a Sexton thing, man. Like if I knew that like a one Sexton could show up or even if he crashes twice, he's top five, then probably I'd go with it. But fucking Oakland Sexton could show up and he just gets 10th. Yeah. I know. And at that point, like it's not even worth it. Like I said, that's just dude. It's that's a, the thing I think you're going to run into that problem with him. I think you're going to run into problem with that problem with him all year long, though. That's the that's the thing. Like you're never going to know what Sexton shows up like Sexton. He could be eighth on the board after practice, get fifth in his heat race and then just pull some stew shit and win the main, or it could go the other way. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There man. is another guy, a Mart. He got in finally 17th. He's got a 10 handicap, but once again, though, Brayton's coming back. So yeah. like you knock a Mart another place back, but even if he's 20 or even if he's 18th, you're still, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think I'm pretty happy with, with Coop, Dylan, Brayton and Anstey. I, I think I'm probably going to end up going with that team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm going to keep an eye for Oldenburg and yeah, no, I'm like, I'm out on the Amart thing. There's just too, there's too much there. He hasn't shown me enough consistency as far as like putting it in the main, like he was out of the main and then he was in the main and not really doing yeah. anything. Um, yeah, I don't really have anybody else, man. It, it, I mean, there's just a lot of like, okay picks. And like, if you can time it right, like Sexton's one of those, like, again, like AC, can you time it right? Like, even at a negative two, if he hits a week where he's on the box, okay, well, that's great points then out of him. But if yeah. it goes like last week and he's ninth, well, then you're 11th, you're, you're not double points, like then you're fucked. So it's just yeah, like, it's be, trying to time it is the key. I'm going to be real honest with you. I think Sexton, as far as fantasy goes and Supercross at least, I think he is going to be the most up and down top guy that you're going to pick all year long. Yeah, probably. But what's new? I, I just don't see. I just don't see where you can bank off of anything he does the week before. Because, like I said, he could win this weekend in San Diego, and then he's an all-star. But you know, whatever his handicap is, but then go out and get tenth the weekend after, or yeah. vice versa. So, like, I just I'm going to stay away from picking Sexton until I can. I, I need to at least see five rounds out of him where he's like, boom, 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 second, fourth, seventh, fifth. Like, I need to see that because fifth and then like yes he got inside the top 10 or whatever it was but like did nothing the whole main uh, i'm not all about that not not with yeah. not with negative numbers even at a non-all-star yeah yeah i know me too it's not about so. it all right any ffls no ffls 
No, I think the only person you'd probably have to bank on at this point, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, is probably Christian Craig at AC. Because even with AC's issues, like, he's yanked two hole shots, and Christian Craig, like, I looked at the track map, but I forgot how close the finish is from, you know. It's like four It's like four or five lanes, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'd probably, if I were to pick him, I'd probably go Christian Craig and AC. Yeah, so. But I'm not. <laughs> yeah, a- AC is the one dude right now that seems to be seems to be doing it, so. I mean, he's yep. he's the one I could see doing it, but outside of that, I mean, it, yeah, it's I, I'm I'm out I'm out though until till we get to what's it called at this point. So triple crown. Yep, yep. So, yep. all right, man. Well, that does it for another Moto Aftermath show, Fantasy Supercross show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Make sure to check out the sponsors. Links in the description. Make sure to go check out our boy Kevin Morans because I'm looking at his Instagram right now. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we will be back next week to uh, talk some talk some San Diego wrap up and some A two preview for this stuff. So thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you.